Here, let me help you out. You can scour my pages and go through all my videos all you want. You can just Google Thomas Free Me. Google Thomas Free Me, one word, Free Me. Google that. Listen, I'm not going to get into an argument with you about it. That woman was illegally taking drugs into another country that specifically says, do not bring drugs into this country. She's entitled. She thought she could do what she wanted to do and get away with it and knew that if she ever got in trouble, she could call on America. So that's not justice. And then you trade an arms dealer, right? An arms dealer, seriously, to Russia when you're sending all this money to Ukraine to fight against Russia. It makes no sense. Right. She's a political pawn. She put herself in that position. I don't feel no empathy. We got men and women here in prison, innocent, and we can't even get our own governors to say nothing. But yet they go and get somebody who's guilty, who kneeled. What am I lying about? Are you saying she didn't kneel against the flag? Are you saying she didn't denounce America? So exactly what am I lying about? Don't scour my videos. Make a video. Reply to me. <laughs> I keep muting. I keep I keep getting stuck with this mute. But welcome back, everybody. Thursday night, get right. Demetrius Knucklesell, Thomas Freeme, and we are here to talk about Miss Brittany Griner. But before we get into her, many blessings, many blessings to everybody that's out there. I hope that you had a productive week. I pray for strength and courage through these times that we're going through, and that. Again, this is what we're here for. Thursday night, get right. Come here. We talk about the issues, figure out what's going on. You can get the facts from, from the street. This is, we're in it every day. We're out here every day talking to people, communicating. We are in the streets doing things. So uh, with that being said, I will pass the mic to Mr. Demetrius for his introductions. Hey, what up, Doe? So... As Thomas said, we're going to discuss a lot of the latest things that's in the news and what's going on, the things that most affect some of our communities and community members and some of the things that's going on in society that helps shape policy, whether that policy is beneficial to the all or beneficial to the famous. We're going to discuss the matters. Amen. So as you saw, you guys, you know, I, I played my opinion for you. That, that, that video is kind of going viral on TikTok. A lot of comments, a lot of upset Americans. Um, we have a comment from the crowd already. You know, they left a Marine over there that belongs home, you know. So why? My question is why? Why Brittany Griner? What was the importance of this and what is the Americans to learn from this when we have innocent men and women who are fighting every day in prison to just try to bring some notoriety to their case? And yet we, we can't even get that done, you know, up there in Michigan where Demetrius is at. Man, these people are trying to get this governor to do things, to move. We can't get no responses. So how, how Demetrius, how, how is how's Detroit taking this? See, personally, I uh, I look at it like this. I understand that 
Brittany Griner is a WNBA player, and and I understand that she was in a foreign land imprisoned. But I also understand that it's people who are native to this land who are imprisoned, who should be imprisoned, and no one is running to their aid. Some of the guys that I personally know have served 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50 years, and no one has run to their aid. When they was finally released from prison, some of these guys couldn't, could, couldn't walk, had medical problems, cancer, passed away. So while I do understand uh, how America works with respects to their citizens being in prison in foreign countries and they using the, those uh, prisoners as political pawns, it makes me mm. ask the question, damn, is America really behind all this or not? To use sacrifice a piece to use as a political pawn a later day. Uh, this is what I don't understand. We, we've sent we've sent how much money to Ukraine to fight against Russia, but yet these guys are making deals behind closed doors. You know what I mean? The, the for for uh, the merchant of death, right? The the most notorious arms dealer in history, Brittany Griner. You know what I mean? I, I don't get it. It don't even it don't even add up. It don't even match up. And see the thing, one thing that we do have to understand is all countries play the art of war. Hmm. And it's going to be political pawns, it's going to be collateral damage. And she was collateral damage that became a political pawn. So she's collateral damage because she's a part of the big picture of what we do in America and what other countries do when they find, when they catch one of those citizens that uh, that's famous or has a lot of money, America pounce on it. They lick their teeth at it because they feel like, man, if we get this person, we can leverage some type of favor with whatever the land they came from. They do this all the time. This is the art of war. And unfortunately, how I look at it is that Prisoners in Michigan and throughout the United States that come from impoverished communities, we have been pol being political pawns since day one. And again, who's going to come? The president put his uh, put his credibility out there to get Brittany Griner back. Okay. <laughs> who's going to put their credibility out here to get these innocents? people out of prison in Michigan and throughout the United States. Who's going to put their credibility on the line to get these men and women out of prison who have served long indeterminate sentences? Who's going to get these, put their, uh, put their credibility on the line to get these juveniles out of prison who have been in prison since they've been 13, 14, 15, 16 years old? Who's going to put their credibility on the line for them? We don't, need, we don't even look for the president to do nothing like that because we know that's a federal level. We're talking about people on this state level. Who's going to step up for, as they say, the little man? How about that? Well, and that's just it. I mean, you know, it's it's 
it's it's just it's mind-boggling because people will sit here and and cry to me about how Griner got 10 years for this little bit of marijuana and how preposterous it is and barbaric and all these things and then I turn around and say okay well Frank Kepler out in Arizona got seven life sentences for marijuana oh he did yeah oh I, I didn't hear about that I'll have to look into that and then that's all you get you know what I mean so it's I just don't know, man. It's, I, I cannot understand the, 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 perple the perplexity of, of how these individuals are thinking or how they justify in their mind that it's, a, it's, it's preposterous what happened to Brittany Griner. But as you just articulated with the people up in Michigan, nobody wants to talk about it. Hey, hey man. Hey, I, I like to be straight up and down, you know, again. Okay, Brittany Griner, she was caught, allegedly caught taking marijuana or whatever the, the narcotic was into a, a place that does not allow it. Is there a law against it? Yes. Did she violate the law according to what they said? I don't know, but I'm saying according to what they said, yes, she violated the law. Uh, uh, did she deserve to be arrested because she violated the law according to what they said and according to the fact that they say they have a law in place yes she deserved to be arrested uh because she violated the law and there was no proof that she didn't violate the law did she deserve to be found guilty yes uh once found guilty the law says that you should be sentenced to whatever amount of time they sentenced a person to under the violation that she did uh was she deserving of a sentence? I don't know what the sentence was, but was she deserving to be sentenced because she was convicted? Yes, that's the law, right? So mm -hmm. we have to come to terms and take responsibility for our own actions and for our own opinions. It's not a, it's not a matter of race, color, or creed. It's a matter of the have and have-nots. And this is why the United States ran to her because she's a have, and the United States feel that because she's a have, this means that she can be a pawn. Because put it this way, how many people do you think are over in Russia or over in some foreign country right now who are in prison because they had some type of whatever Brittany Griner or whoever else had? They're in prison right now, and the government has not gone to get them yet because they're not famous. They don't have money. They're not an athlete. Come on. Well, I mean, they're just like the com the commenter said, you know, they, they left, they chose Brittany Griner over a Marine. There's a Marine over there by the name of Paul uh, Walker or Welker or something to that effect. And he's still there. He had to, he got to see Brittany Griner go home. Ain't that something? Here's, a Marine. Here's a guy who fought for the country. <laughs> he fought for the country. And Brittany Griner, in all due respect, she played for the country. She played for the country, made people laugh, made people happy, made them jolly and giggle. You know, put on a nice show. Great basketball player. Believe me, she's she dominant. But how about the guy who put his life on the line, who suffered the loss of many of his, his uh, comrades in arms? who lost contact with his family for all of these years. I think his name is Paul Welker, uh, mm. who's been over there imprisoned 
held hostage by Russian government, and yet United States, I, I would think that they would go all out to get him. <laughs> but okay. So, so most of the comments on the TikTok is a lot of uh, pissed off parents who have sent their children into our armed services to protect our freedom. And one made a, such a, a great comment. She was like, the very freedom that my son died for over there is allowing these people to speak up over a convicted criminal against a, a Marine that's still sitting over there. You know, so you have you have a lot of ticked off people over this and it's it's a slap to our face. But let me ask, because a lot of these comments had to do with the fact that a lot of Americans feel like the reason why Griner was chosen was because she fit all the elements. She's of darker skin. She's of uh, the LGBTQ co uh, company and she's a, a star. Uh, you can check off all of those on the list. She fits all of the requirements of the hottest topics that's in the news today. LGBTQ, uh, race, uh, af famous athletes. She fits the very stereotype or the type that America bags 110% right now because this means that if you're famous, LGBTQ, and you have race behind you, that now you are a valuable pol political pawn. Mm. Paul Welker has none of that to his favor. You know, pr uh, prisoners up in Michigan and up in uh, uh, down in Atlanta and in Florida and in Houston, California, New York, we don't have those things in our favor to where we have the race. Some guys have the LGBTQ type stuff, but we don't have the money. <laughs> so we're not athletes. We're not entertainers. We're not people that's valuable in the game of art of war. So therefore, we are left to sit in prison while they, and we're, we're left to sit in prison for 10, 20, 30 years for sometimes crimes that we didn't commit or sometimes that crimes that we were overcharged with or over sentenced with while someone of Brittany Reiner's statue. And again, I'm not saying anything because I feel like she should have been out. But mm -hmm. I'm, I only say that because that's what America does. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that she did, didn't commit a crime. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have been uh, held accountable for the crime. I'm not saying none of that. That's not the discussion. The discussion mm -hmm. is how, how uh, unfair it is to other people. When we sit back, we got family members and friends who've been in prison all these years. And a person like Brittany Griner will walk right past, like walk right past Paul, walk right on past because the government said, skip you, skip you, skip you and skip y'all. We about to go get her. Now, let me ask you, what would a Jim Brown done or a Muhammad Ali or, or any of these figures from the past if, if they knew that they were being used as a political pawn in a fashion like this? What would they have done? Uh, in your opinion, I mean, of course, we can't speak for these people, but. I, well, I think that, I think that in a bigger sense, Muhammad Ali 
they tried to use him. But when he uh, subscribed to Islam, they knew that he was no good at that point. He was no good because Islam and Christianity has been at war. So he wasn't no good as a pawn to use for nothing. Uh, then you take Jim Brown. Jim Brown, he was just a stand-up person who was against any uh, thing that went against the rights of, of his people. And he was just for all our fairness. And, and I don't think he would ever fail for being a pawn. But not, hmm. no game that they want to play because them boys of the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and early 70s, they stood up with their fists for real, and they represented it. They stood on it. They walked it, and they talked it. That's why many of them died with their fists in the air. Do you think Griner should have? I mean, for me, I can only speak for me. <clears throat> I wouldn't have went. <clears throat> I wouldn't have went nowhere unless Paul was coming with me. You know what I mean? I'm not going nowhere unless Paul's coming with me. We coming. We leaving. All right. Well, let me tell you a story, man of a personal story, 2016, I'm in prison. I got life without parole. Well, 2012, the United States Supreme Court decided Miller versus Alabama where they said that it is illegal for states to impose a mandatory life without parole sentence on a juvenile. Juvenile is, is someone who is 17 and under who was uh, 17 and under and given life without parole, given mandatory life without parole. So they said it's illegal. Okay, all the states, so many states fought against it and say, yeah, it is illegal, but this don't apply to those guys who already been locked up. So now we had, to, we had a four year fight on that. So four years come around, 2016, January 25th. Uh, they had this guy, I forgot his name. Now he's a, he's a real clown. Uh, his case in Louisiana. His case was supposed to be the deciding case for all of us. If he win, we all win. We all, they decide whether or not the case, the 2012 case applied to everybody. Retroactive. Middle and end, retroactivity. So mm -hmm. this one guy, this is what they did. And I'm showing you what you're talking about, Brittany Griner or how, what Jim Brown would have did. So they, with, with, they went to the guy. His name was Hoppin' Bob. And that was his nickname. Now, mind you, he was locked up, given life, a life sentence for some about an ice cream cone. Some about, literally, ice cream. It's all in the law books. And they went to him and they told him, because he represented, his case represented everybody. They told him, if we let you out, no, they said, we will let you out if you drop the case. In other words, we'll let you out, but everybody else can't benefit from you getting out. He accepted the uh, agreement, and that left all of us in there. Mm. So, so, they came up with the other case, another case out of Louisiana, and uh, that was Louisiana Montgomery versus Louisiana. And that's the case that we got out under. But the other guy, he accepted with the government's plea. 
and left everybody there. So, mind you, we could be about to go back to where he was locked up. So we can't expect him to be a stand-up and he locked up for some about an ice cream. Some about an ice cream. I can't remember. It was some about an ice cream cone. He stole the ice cream cone, something like that. So, you know, sometimes people are not fit. People are not fit or mentally equipped to, or intellectually inclined hmm. to see the bigger picture. And that's not putting nobody down. It's just saying that everybody have their time. And, and sometimes it's not your time yet to understand the totality of the situation. And it might, it may not have been her time at, at, at the moment because she's young. She's a college girl. She's done nothing but, you know, good things in her life. She hasn't been through the trials and tribulations that many of us have gone through. So we can't expect for her to make the type of decisions that we would make based on the things that we've been through. She hasn't been That's through. right. Well, and, and that goes to, I mean, what you, sp you speak volumes, my brother. And, and that goes into the fact as, as to when she was following the, the, the Kaepernick train. You know, in all of these things, and and here she's raising her fist and she's she's speaking out against America and all these things, but there's no honor in her, right? Be, so it's she's quick to sell somebody out, but yet she thinks that she's doing the honorable thing, and 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 we can see right through that. You know, it's it's plastic. It's what you're doing is for as like I I like to say likes and subscribes, but when it comes down to it. When it comes down to it, again, like I say, you can tell me you can go to trial all day, but when it comes down to the fire and you're sitting in the room with, with those feds, are you willing to put keep your hand on that stove, you know? Then everybody wants to get off, you know? And that's and that's the thing is, is these kids these days, man, they want to be soldiers and they want to fight, but as soon as they get touched... They're they're quick to hold up. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I was only playing, man. I was only playing. I don't want no parts of this. Come get me. And but we gotta give them that. See, because people from my era, and especially people I grew up around, grew up with, not around, we cut from a different cloth. Mm -hmm. So you know, we represent things differently. We see things differently. We smell things differently. We taste the food differently. You know, we smell the energy on the people differently because that's how we was brought up. But when you're brought up silver spooned and that don't mean money, I'm talking about to where you are far away from what's really going on in the hood. When you brought up like that, you know, you can't get mad at someone who calls the police on someone. Uh, for, I mean, I'm going to give you something, because I remember a case when I was in court. I was in the bullpen with this guy. And the guy testified against him, said that this guy broke in his, broke in his drug house and stole his weed. Now, the reason I say that is because here is this guy, oxymoron, who admits now to selling weed, but he's never been through anything. He just happened to come, you know, to be in a situation with somebody giving him weed to sell. So now, because he's never been in the street life, when he told, we can debate and say, man, he a rat. 
or he this or he that, or we could, or the other side could say, no, man, he just ain't never been into nothing. And he is an actual citizen who found himself in the wrong situation. Somebody gave him something and he wasn't fit for it. So that's kind of the situation that we're facing uh, today with this uh, Brittany Griner is that, you know, she can't be held accountable. First of all, she can't be held accountable for being released. Mm. <laughs> she can't we can't get mad at her for being released we can't get mad at her for allowing herself as a uh righteous citizen who has not been through anything we cannot allow ourselves to be upset with her for allowing herself to be a political part well that's where i'm upset with her at and, and, and I'm upset with her in that fact right there and whoever her team is that she has around her. Like, you know what's going on between these, these countries. You know what's going on politically right now. And you allowed your star, your family member, your whoever, to put themselves in a position knowing that you would become a political pawn. For what? Just, just, just to get high for a little bit of weed? Well, well let me ask you this. Uh, do we go into crime thinking, or we don't use a car scenario? Do we go into stealing a car thinking that we're gonna get caught? I always thought I'm gonna get away, but I know that it's a chance I can get caught. But it depends, though, because after a while, homeboy, I started I started weighing those repercussions. See, jail wasn't jail wasn't a fear for me. It was just what what could possibly if I commit. OK, for a perfect example, when I went to Switzerland, right, me going to Switzerland, I I studied firsthand because I am a marijuana smoker. I have my Florida card. I do everything the legal way. But my anxiety was, how am I going to smoke in Switzerland? Right. I'm, I'm researching. It's legal, but they don't sell it. So there's nowhere to get it. That means that I would have to buy it illegally and I wasn't going to do that. So it, I came across the dilemma as to what was I going to do, right? So it's it's understanding the repercussions and whether you're willing to take them or not. I've researched it. When you go and you see the requirements of going into Russia, it specifically tells you that if you are caught bringing any drugs, anything, any drugs, into Russia, you will face the maximum penalty of 10 years. It tells you that explicitly in big letters. So she knew. You know what I mean? She knew. If she didn't, then she is a very, very foolish human being. You know, because this is one thing, speaking of, of, of like the, uh, uh, ah, goodness, what's her name? Lord bless me for, for, for forgiveness, ladies. Shaquandra? The one that went to Mexico? No, Shaquandra. Uh, Chantella. Chantella. So same thing, right? When you're leaving the United States, you have to understand you are not under the United States protection anymore, right? Quick story. I, I go to Jamaica. There's this woman that's filming this Jamaican man outside of his home chopping, chopping fruit in front of his house. She's filming this man. The man asked her nicely, lady, please don't film me. She said, it's my first First Amendment right to film you. That, that man looked at her and said, lady, you're not in America. P 
put your phone down. And she said, I have, I, she said, I have every right. This man came over and snatched this woman's phone and slammed it on the ground and smashed it. But this is the entitlement that we have in America is we think that we can just go like the world is our playground and we can just do whatever we want because we're Americans. Right. But see, no, see, I, I get that. I, I definitely get that, you know, because, you know, we tend to have big kahunas thinking, as you say, you know, we can go somewhere. We're from America. So, you know. And we just have that nonchalance about ourselves because we from the land of milk and honey. And so we tend to think that everyone must bow down to us because we represent the country. Mm -hmm. But I, I keep going back to this point, man, because I always think of this. How do America treat those people, uh, here's a perfect example. Uh, Trump, in his run for president, he came, he opened up with saying the Mexicans were killers and drug dealers. Right? Yeah. So, right now, if you have to, people have to, and I want people to hear what the hell I'm saying. Right now, Trump has proposed he said that drug dealers should get the maximum sentence. This is what he's saying right now. So, now let's talk about that. Here's the guy. Here's the guy, the Republican president, former Republican president, who in today's time has said that he believes that, and look this up, this ain't, this is facts. This is not me talking. He said that he believed that drug dealers should get the maximum sentence. Mm -hmm. With that being said, and now we're about to go all the way back to 1992 with Bill Clinton, when they cracked down on uh, crack and cocaine. They ain't really want to crack down on just uh, powder cocaine because it was too many of them involved. But they cracked down on crack because it was mm -hmm. minorities, people with no money. So now, 100 to 1 ratio. Absolutely. So now if drug dealers should receive the maximum sentence, according to the Republican former president, and we know that most Republicans, most Republicans echo what he say, whether it's behind mm -hmm. closed doors or in front of cameras, they echo what he say. How could you then be mad at Russia for imposing and enforcing their law? And they didn't even give out a maximum sentence. But we can. Well, well, this is what I don't understand. Again, that's that's a whole nother argument. And you're up there in Michigan. And 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 I believe you were part of those women that were fighting for for the, the brutality that was happening to them in that prison. Right. With their water being shut off for two weeks back in October and all the atrocities that was happening to them. And we couldn't get no notice to this. We barely got 20 or 30 people outside of this prison. But people, millions and millions, want to talk about the harsh conditions that Brittany Griner was in. But. Come on, man. Yeah, I, listen, everything that you said is facts, homeboy. I'm not mad at, at Brittany. I really, I'm not mad at Brittany. And I'm not mad at, at the fact that she chose to come home. Um, what I'm mad about 
is 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 how Americans are looking at this and they're justifying it. You know, that's again it comes back to what the great Malcolm X said, the hypocrisy in democracy. Yeah. You know, these people don't even understand how hypocritical they are. You know, we sat here and watched the whole world watch a Johnny Depp trial, right? Sat here and watched Johnny Depp. And, and like I said, man, these same people that sat through this whole man's crazy ass trial won't even sit through yours, will fall asleep at, at, at their neighbor's trial or do anything they can to try to get out of jury duty, right. you know? But they're taking off work so because they don't want to miss Johnny Depp's trial. You know, so-and-so is testifying today. This is how screwed up Americans are. And I, I don't know how we got here. It's, it's amazing because, as I told you earlier, uh, we was having a conversation. I was, some guys had wrote me from prison because I'm the lead organizer for the restoration of good time in the uh, state of Michigan for Michigan liberation. And so we're trying to bring good time back to help guys who have transformed them lives to be positive role models. We want to reward them with taking time off their sentence, which we used to have in place before 1998, before uh, proof of sentencing uh, was imposed in Michigan. So we was having this conversation and it just really dawned on me, man, how really screwed up we are because we have reached out to so many people, family members, family members beyond family members, and it's hard to get them on board to support stuff. They want their loved one home. That's what we all say. But when it's time to put in a little bit of work, a little bit of footwork, a couple phone calls, write a couple letters, it's hard to get this uh, movement going right because it's hard to get the families on board. But as soon as Johnny Depp trial, boy, don't let Jay-Z get caught up in that. <laughs> Boy, you better not let Jay-Z, better not let Baden, NBA young boy, or none of them other guys, don't even let Charleston White get caught up in nothing. Because everybody going to be, they want to be a witness for him. Uh, they want to watch every day, every second. They going to miss taking the children to school to make sure that they had that at, 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 at one of them sentences or trials. But when it comes to us putting in the necessary work on this ground level where we are because we're not up in the stars. We're not, we not those type of stars. We the real stars. The stars that light up the night and light up the sky at night. We those stars. We're, we're not, we don't live up to the uh, reputation of the star that was created by finance. And mm. so the material, the material star. Material stars. The type of stars that once the material go away, you're no longer a star. So, we had this conversation earlier, man. If we would, if the ground could swell with the type of support that it swelled with, with Brittany Griner, if it could swell with some of the people with no money, man, would be a lot of people out of prison, man. Man, we would have changes, man. That's we would have changes. Seriously, man. We would have changes. Like, okay, so the motion that you got going on up there, you know, the, the, the awareness that you're trying to bring. Speak on that a little bit, and how hard it is to bring awareness to this here. Put it put it this way: I uh, I sent out. This is no exaggeration. 
I sent out approximately 100, 150 emails and texts, messages on Messenger, uh, Facebook posts. I asked any and everybody, if you know someone is locked up and you want to get them home early, please contact me so we can get this good time thing uh, uh, passed because with if good time is, is uh, reinstituted in Michigan, this would mean that through good behavior, these prisoners could get time off their sentencing to come home early, be reunited with their family. Man, listen. Listen, and I'm talking to all the listeners in Michigan and whoever else want to listen. If the shoe fit where, I mean, no disrespect, bad, because I'm, I'm, I'm in support of the people. I'm in support of bringing brothers and sisters home as early as possible if they have changed their lives. We need y'all support. We need the support of our people. The people on the ground, when I say our people, please don't look at my skin tone. When I say our people, I'm talking about the people, the have-nots. We need the have-nots to stand up because we really got a lot. We just need to stand up and recognize it. Like them people with Brittany Griner, they recognize that power. But we got the real power if we would just groundswell in a movement to support the release of our brothers and sisters. We can do the same thing because, believe me, our vote counts. And we remember during election time who didn't follow what we asked. We, and, and it's, it's, it's terrible. It's painful to me because I do these emails and texts and messengers and all this stuff all the time, man. And I might get three people on a call. Three people out of 150. Three people, man. But yet, I run into a mother, a brother, father, sister, aunt, a grandmother who say, my baby been locked up all this time, and he ain't even do it. He, and then they gave him all this time. They should have been let him out. And I said, ma'am, that's the fight that I'm in. Just contact me. Here's my card. Contact me. Help me fight. And we're going to get the job done. Right. You know, I, I battle, I battle depression over this, man, for real. You know, the, the last week because I, <clears throat> I guess tonight I was, I was, uh, I was gonna speak on that a little bit, but then the grinder thing came up or whatnot. But you know, I've been, I've been really battling depression over this, man, because it's like you say, it's, it's a uphill battle, and you, you get up every day and just know that you got ten tons of shit that you got to pile. You know what I mean? And it's like when you get up tomorrow, what you pile today is already back back in there. Yeah. You know, so it's like a it's like a hallway that you're just running down that never ends. And it's it gets tiring. You know, it gets tiring having to justify or explain to people over and over again why crime exists or why, you know, people are selling drugs or addicted or homeless. You know, and it's like they don't even want to hear it. They just want to justify in their mind that. These people are lazy and stupid and don't want to do anything. But that's that tends to be. <laughs> there's no accountability, man. And and that kind of that kind of is the bottom line to the reason why we want to blame everybody. We want to say that this does this this system doesn't work here because X, Y and Z. 
but we refuse to acknowledge the part that we play in the system working the way it worked right now. Mm. However wrong it may work, it's only working that way because no one wants to put their hands on that system and tighten it up, break it down and rebuild it. I mean, the system going to continue to run the way it's running. I don't care if you like, love it or dislike it. It's going to run the way it's running until the people stand up and say, I don't like this. This has to change and it has to change right now. When we make that decision, a collective decision in that regard, and we begin to change the mindset of those who help reinforce that system on us. We change their mindset because they see our mindset has changed. They know that, as I said, we don't forget. They know the election time coming up in 2024. 2024, you want to be, you want to still be up there? All right, listen to what I'm saying. Take down what I'm saying and propose what I'm saying to your constituents. Because if you do not, you won't be up there in 2024. And we can guarantee you that because we got all these people behind us. But see, the reason they do what they do in a system is in place because they don't see nobody behind us. Where can the people find the uh, the good time, Bill? At? Right now, there's a uh, there's a uh, a second look bill, and you can just look up second look uh, uh, bill in Michigan for good time, or you can just look up good time, and it'll give you a list of any bills that's that has been presented that some of us may not even know about. Mm. Look up good time in Michigan for prisoners or whatever, and you can find out whatever you need to know right in just typing that in. Good time makes sense. All of this type of stuff. But we need people to uh, support the fight because we all say we believe in God and all this stuff. And I truly believe that most too many people don't believe in God. They just, it just sounds good to say, because if you believe in God and you believe in mercy and if you and if you believe in mercy, then maybe you should have some on someone else. Because mm. it's people who are deserving of mercy because they have changed their life around. They have been they have been redeemed. They have admitted and taken accountability for the wrongs that they have made in life. And when a person can do that and change their life around, they're deserving of a second chance. Man, you just said some Ooh, boy. Man, you just you just dropped some jewels for the people, man. You know, pray to God to have mercy on somebody else besides yourself for a change. You know, and that was that was that was the realization that I had to come to was like, man, listen, I'm constantly begging about change and help for me. But like my position ain't that bad for real, for real. Like there's people out there in a lot worse position than me. And I'm begging God for mercy. Yeah. And I put myself here, you know, so, man, that's powerful. D, and, and it's just changing your thought perception into understanding that when you. When you pray for mercy to have somebody on, you know, when you pray for mercy on somebody else, that somebody else is praying for mercy on you. Yes. You know what I mean? And that is how it works. You know, that's how it works, man. So. It's, 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 it's tough. It's a, you know how you say you, you struggle with depression around a lot of social issues and stuff, right? And I tell, I just had to tell somebody, uh, because we'll be having Danny's funeral uh, Saturday. Mm. Uh, and I, I tell people, you know, you may not see me 
show the emotions the way that other people show it. But I struck, I've been struggling with depression my entire life mm-hmm. still to this very day. It's just that I kind of know how to control it. I know when it's coming on. So I know how to kind of sidestep it sometimes. I know when to pay attention to it. You know, it's like kind of like eating sugar. You know too much sugar. You know when you didn't, if you take one more shot of sugar, that you your blood sugar going to go up or you're going to get a little dizzy. So therefore you kind of manage it. So I'm, I'm kind of aware of my depression, how to control it, how to recognize it and how to really treat it before it goes any further. I'm kind of mm. aware of it, but people tend to think that because we be in this fight and we fight, we fight such Goliaths that we don't have problems, man. And, and, and that's so far from the truth because they don't know that at night, during the day, in the morning, man, sometimes tears be rolling down my eyes and it, rolling down my heart just just looking at what's going on and, and trying to figure out a way, what could I do mm-hmm. to help this thing out? What could I do to stop the pain? Like like my friend Danny Boy, I just received another. Uh, while I was at Earl's funeral, I received a message from a mother. I mentored to her son. She told me that her son killed himself and he had been playing with a gun. And so you tell me that's not heartfelt. I, I I don't have time to break down because I'm so busy trying to build up. And if mm. I broke down, if I'm driving the car and I got the people in the car with me and I'm driving, I don't have the, the time to break down because I got to get these people to where they got to go. Amen. That don't mean that I don't hurt. I'm not in pain doing this travel. I just got to maintain. I got to restrain myself. Because too many other people are dependent upon me getting them where they got to go. So we go through it every day. Believe that. Like eight people in a 67 Chevy, boy. We're just trying to get there. <laughs> hey, another great another great discussion, man. It's good seeing you after after the week, man. And, and um, man, we, we're moving into 2023 already. Absolutely. It's crazy. Time's yeah. flying, man. I'm gonna try to uh Danny for Danny's funeral, man. I'm gonna try to uh I have my I have all of my podcast equipment. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to uh have my video camera running because I wanna capture this whole moment because I want the world to know who Danny Boy was. Not to just me or some of us that knew him personally, but I want them to understand the impact and the love that he had on everybody. And so I'm going to try to capture those moments, take my camera to the front and capture those moments for the people, man. And we want to try to live stream some stuff because this is not, it's not a sad moment, man. This is a festive moment because we celebrate life and celebrating life of a giant, man. You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah, amen. Well, anything I can do, you know, we'll, we'll set it up. And you say Saturday at what time? Saturday at 12 is the funeral. Tomorrow is the viewing. But Saturday at 12 is the funeral to where there's going to be uh, far, far, far upwards of 100 people. Far upwards of 100 people that we're expecting. 
just just guys who returned home from prison is going to be hundreds of us. So even even if 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 you don't get the live as long as you record, we can always go in and edit and make a film out of it yeah. and then and broadcast it that way. So um, I know Saturday there's a function out here uh, for funding that I have to go to. So they're going to be having um, a criminal justice fun funding out here in Tampa and it's an all day event. So I'll be there. Um, so it'll be hard for me to to be involved with that live stream. But we got to get your YouTube set up, man. Man, I I need help. I I got my YouTube channel, everything. I need help. I just like okay. podcast equipment. I got all of this stuff right here. I do not know. I mean, I got all the nuts and bolts to put the Okay. But I don't know where they go. We're gonna get together sometime this week and sit down and um maybe we'll get on a Zoom. You know what I mean? And get you set up. Because we gotta get you set up too. Absolutely. So for all y'all, man, thank you again for tuning in. We had us a little crowd. We're growing week by week. I like to see more and more numbers, man. And we've been doing that. Just like I said, man, if we, if we build it, it'll come, you know? So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us your evening. I'm going to let you go catch some football. And, um, again, like I said, pardon ways. I'm not, I'm not mad at Griner. You know, I really, I'm, I'm really not. It's, it's, um, it's just it, it for me it's when are we going to be number one? Our education has never been number one. Our prison reform has never been number one. Our communities has never been number one. When are we going to be number one? We keep running around talking about we're number one, but we don't show it. So you know, I mean, when people and when are we going to stand up and unite? to hold accountability against these representatives. That's all I got to say, man. Y'all stay tuned. God bless. Like, share, subscribe. And D, it's on you, partner. He said, when are we going to be number one? And it's funny because one of my poems that I will be doing uh, on my first podcast, I'm going to give you just a little piece of it. It's called If Not Now, When? If Not Now, When? When do we rise up and open our eyes up and realize that what divides us is the same system that systemized us, the same system that victimized us, scrutinized us, and shoot our lives up? When? See, because we got to do this right now. So I'm going to end it with just we need to ask ourselves when is enough? Enough. Because once we can answer that question, then we'll rise up. Amen. Common enemy. Love you guys. God bless D. I'll see you next week, man. Absolutely. Peace. We out. Peace.